International. All right. Well, here we go. Welcome to beautiful South Austin here in the Flea Furnace. It's once again the Gary Beats Town Massacre. How come you get to have a delay? What the fuck? I want it. I want like a cool voice. Make me sound less like me, please. (laughs) 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 No, nothing. You're back to normal. Back to normal. Okay. Uh, Yeah, we're we're back. It's uh, the Gary's time. We're back doing. uh, (laughs) Back to listening to Donna do her her (laughs) new favorite thing to do ever is to make a little watery noise for the mic. (laughs) It's a Uh, bong. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah, okay, it's the bong sound. Yeah, you're right. And uh, we are uh, we're going back to our Halloween uh, extravaganzas. We visit some, revisit some old uh, uh, slasher the movies. Fuck? Last week, I'm just going to keep going, guys. Last week, uh, we uh, sang high praises for uh, a little movie called uh, Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp, which we all, uh, in the end, I think rated uh, as a solid 10 across the board. Everybody should see it. <laughs> I'm just going to talk oh. to myself. It's cool. You yeah, guys I'm just listening. chime in whenever you hey, I'm doing. listening. <laughs> or who, who, are, who am I listening? Who's with me I'm here? Listening. Is that you, Ethan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donna? Yeah. All right, great intro. <laughs> Present. <laughs> Gary, I'm here. Gary Beast Town Massacre, regular, uh, founders, Regulars. Body Tape International, co-founders, the LT. Anyway, we're back on track here. So, uh, but today, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> How about... You want to just start from scratch or just no, like, this, this is, is good, good. This good. Is golden? Good. Yeah. Yeah. People are excited to hear my <laughs> Foley work. <laughs> so, uh, we did Sleepaway Camp uh, last week, a movie I had never seen before, but one uh-huh. that y'all were quite familiar with. But now it's time to us for us to re- to attempt to try something none of us have been familiar with. But the, uh, the sequel to Sleepaway Camp, Sleepaway Camp 2... What's the subtitle? Campers. Sleepaway camp. Too. Like unhappy campers, yeah, I think. That's unhappy, a, campers. unhappy campers. Yeah. Does that have a subtitle? Unhappy yeah. camper. Yeah. So uh, this is us. We just wa- finished watching it, wrapped it up just a few minutes ago, had a smoke break, came back in here, and here we are. Don't so, call me out like that. <laughs> So Smoking six guys. Let's uh, let's do uh, well, a general feeling. You know, compared to the original, better, worse, the same. How, how are we feeling? Guys? This is about what I expected this to be. Okay, but f- compared to the original, better, worse, or the same? 
worse, but in a, it's not bad. Okay. Ethan? Uh, it's way worse. Way worse. Yeah. So much more boring. Yeah. Uh, it's just like a classic 80s slasher movie. I don't think it... I, I have a sense that they were aiming for something a little more meta like the original had. Um, but I'm not sure it, it, the punches land like the knockout for one that the, uh, the, the, that sleepaway camp does. But you have to admit, like trying to do a sequel to sleepaway camp feels like a mistake in, itself. in the, in the, in the, in the, yeah. And yeah. like the starting point seems like a mistake for sure. And like, I feel like the only way you could even go about this is if you think about doing a sequel to that movie in a completely different way, like not to, not to revisit, uh, old, uh, old trips, but to how different babe two is compared to babe <laughs> one, you know? Uh, but like take that kind of idea with a sequel and just kind of go crazy with it. But they, I think they end up going a little too close and playing a little too much to the the sequel hand and they kind of get tangled up in itself. What do you think? Either one of you. uh, I thought this was podcast was joining. I thought he was going to say something. (laughs) That's why I was stretching because I was letting you have the floor. Wait, are you going to do the floor? I'm waiting for you. No, you go first. What was the question? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you know, we're not getting paid to do this. We could literally stop it right here, release a two and a half minute episode and be done with it. It's not like there's sponsors who are. That'd be so funny. People would just be like, what the, what the fuck? fuck? <laughs> You're yeah. like, damn, this was on track to be the greatest episode yeah. before yeah. Bezo I, had a meltdown well, in we, Angela, I, the campus. I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll just have, we'll stop it right here. We'll have eight minutes of, of of just <laughs> silence so that when you look at it, it looks like damn it's an hour and 45 minute episode but they have a lot to talk about yeah. and everybody's totally confused that it all shuts down through three minutes i don't it. i don't think that they were trying to go for the same thing that the first one was doing you don't think so no i think they were just like okay the, well the first one worked and that was a miracle it does feel like lightning in the bottle now, doesn't yeah, it? And yeah, and then, I mean, it felt that way when we watched it, too. Or the first time I saw it, I was just like, Phew. But, uh, yeah, this one, I feel like they were just like, well, people like slasher movies. Also, like, I don't know realistically how well the first one did when it came out. Like, True. the movie is good and has made a lot of money since then. But I know that the movie's played in theaters, mm-hmm. you know, since then because it's such a cult classic. But but a sequel to that movie of that time may not have been like as like a Terminator two to a Terminator. It wasn't like a huge kind of thing that there'd be a sequel to it. Dude, Terminator two sweet. No, that's that's my point. <laughs> that's my point is that Terminator two was a. Because Terminator 1 was so great that you'd have to... Uh, there was a big expectation for a Terminator 2, whereas uh, uh, Sleepaway Camp never had the... Oh, my God. Had the <laughs> <laughs> didn't have the esteem that that did. So making a sequel to it doesn't have that same kind of dynamic. Yeah, Yeah, I just... I don't know, like, realistically, like, how much that movie made. I couldn't find it. I was actually trying to find that last week when we did the, the original... Uh, I wish that there was a place where I could see. I Honestly, if I would have looked like even a little bit harder than going just straight to IMDb, I probably could have found this information. Right. But 
I guarantee that the first one didn't make that much money. Right, right. There's no way. I'm yeah. sure that mo- the majority of the money that it made w- has been in the years after its release. This one, I think, was probably just a cash grab. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of shitty movies that come out now that are like, why is there a see like the hills have eyes remake like the remake sucked and then there's like three more three or four more sequels after that yeah and it's just like why like who is watching this and then and then i mean i don't know if this was the case with i guess it could have been the case with the 80s but those are all like direct to dvd yeah and it's just like who the fuck is watching this shit you reminded me of this little micro moment I had years ago back when Blockbuster was a thing. You could walk in and go rent movies. And uh, there was this movie that had like 60 copies of it on the new release wall of this movie called uh, Devour. And it's like a straight to bullshit whatever. And I'm like, how is it fucking... How, what is this movie that is a low budget horror film? Why does it have like an entire like carve out of the wall dedicated to this? And then as I'm think- looking at it and thinking about it, this guy and his girlfriend walk by and he goes, Oh shit. Devour. <laughs> grabs it. Was like, this looks awesome. And then walks out. And I was like, okay. Case in point. <laughs> so, uh, there is an audience for, uh, shit, unfortunately. Um, but, uh, it's also a good idea to just put a bunch of copies of your movie in a video store so that they think that your movie's popular. Oh, I see. Cause if it was just two copies, nobody would rent it. But if you put 60 on there, people say this has yeah. to be good. Yeah. There's an episode of the Simpsons where the comic book guy gets, uh, he's in the hospital and Bart and Milhouse run the comic book shop. Yeah. And some, and Milhouse is like getting all jaded because Bart's like the commander in chief right. of the comic book shop. And, uh, Lisa's in the comic book shop and she's talking to Milhouse and Bart. And she's like, I can't believe that you guys are actually like doing really good. <laughs> And Bart's like, yeah, it's pretty crazy, right? Okay, well, I'm going to go walk into the back and play some video games or something. So he walks <laughs> off and Milhouse is manning the counter and some like uh, sales rep or something comes in and he's yeah. like, I've got all the hottest new issues of spectacle right. boy or right. whatever. <laughs> right, right. And Milhouse has this like daydream of how like Lisa would fall in love with him if he was like more in charge. And he's like, we'll take 5,000 copies. <laughs> and then like the next scene cuts and it's like weeks later and there's like a million boxes of this stupid ass comic book. Right. Anyway, oh, that's, that's the sales the guy of made a lot of money okay. off of that. I'm just saying like there's probably a mill house that runs a blockbuster yes. somewhere. Yeah, true, true. Some swindly swindleman. <laughs> well, let me definitely. Let, let me I, I want to try to give the what little props. You feel me? I want to give what little props I can to this movie because there is a It is a movie. It it is trying. I think there is an effort here where it's trying to be a, an allegory for the um uh sort of the uh, uh conservative Christian movement of the 80s. And uh Angela the 
antagonist, I guess, ends up being a kind of a representative of that. So she literally uses the phrase, don't use drugs or don't do drugs or just say no to drugs, yeah. you know. Um, she attacks uh, the la- the girls um, uh, for, um, you know, uh, for pornography. There's an attack for pornography. There's an attack on promiscuity, uh, teenage promiscuity. Um and uh, and so she falls right. That there, it looks like there's a clear sort of parallel that they're trying to make between her and that of the '80s. Um, I almost half expected her to wear a Reagan mask at the Ooh. end of the movie, you know, just to hit that point home. But as much as it's trying to make that point, it, it's not really consistent. It doesn't stick with it all the way through. And she then just kills everyone. And then there's this other thing that they're going with where it's like, yeah, we also, we're also meta. We know we're a horror movie. And so we're going to be meta on horror movies. And so you have this little set sequence of, of the movie where you have Jason, Freddy Krueger, and and, uh, and Leatherface sort of all and her killing I that part two was sweet. it's clever except uh. that it's not milked for the content that it could be yeah uh. but it's pretty funny yeah and so like okay so it's kind of meta kind of knows where it well, is how long can you have it, them on yeah. film before the IP uh, yeah. gets in the way right yeah yeah I don't know but that's clearly why like the, the Freddy Krueger claw is not quite the Freddy Krueger claw it's not yeah. quite the same Jason hockey mask like they're clearly in that that realm without crossing you know without trying to get the lawyers involved Mm -hmm. um and then there's there's this one moment that i thought could have been really clever but i don't think it really understood how clever it was there's a scene where angela is taking one of the girls in the v in a vehicle and um uh she's having a conversation with her about you don't need to just show your tits to all the guys for the for them all to like you you know that kind of thing which is interesting because just a few scenes ago the movies exactly has the tip yeah and I was like okay is the movie smart enough to realize that this is ironic and I don't think it is and uh, and one of the things that we praised the original for was that it dodged that bullet of being um, uh, uh, salacious you know when it came to nudity Whereas this film, literally the first scene, doesn't even. It's it's like they weren't even aware that that was a thing, and then like they tr- it looks like they're about That's to comment what, on it, but then they can't, and it's like. That's what uh. I'm saying. That I think that this one, it, it's not even. It's not even in the same category as the first one. Like this one's clearly making fun of other slasher movies and is like a a grab at money for it. Like yeah. this movie is horror comedy. That's how it's categorized, and. Uh, see that yeah that's what it is you yeah. know what i mean i'm disappointed in the fact that it it has it it has the elements of wanting to do something with it to be allegorical but not doesn't seem to have the genius behind it that the original does and being able to execute well the problem is they you know that she's the killer within like two minutes yeah and then so the rest of the movie is just her killing. So it's like, what's the point of That's the, the rest I, of the movie? Well, if there was a thematic, if there was something thematically interesting about who she kills and why, then then that might be interesting. But there's not because she just 
Well, the, it, I think they hint at it and they try to play with it, but it ends up her just going on a killing spree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, you know? which makes it boring. It does. It does when you can't when there's when the pieces don't fit together like like they should or like like the yeah. like, like it's trying to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Did you know that the girl that played Molly is uh, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen's sister? I, I guessed it by the Estevez last name uh, uh, of her, the actress's name, but I, I, you know, who knows for sure until you look it up. Uh, Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez are related. Are you shitting me? No, I didn't. you didn't know that. Uh-uh. Yeah, they're the brothers. They're what? both the sons of uh, of Martin Sheen. What? Yeah. <laughs> why did Emilio change his last name to Estevez? On the uh, on the contrary, why did Martin Sheen change his name to Sheen? Why did Charlie Sheen take Sheen? Because he um, w- wanted to. He it was w- a drug. He wanted the clout that his dad had, whereas Emilio Estevez wanted to make it on his own on his own name. Whoa! Yeah. Emilio, <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, dang trivia. Nice the trivia characters idea. are named after actors associated with quintessential 1980s film culture. Yeah, yeah, who, yeah. That doesn't. Molly, Molly Ringwald, mm. Sean, Sean Penn, Ali, Ali Sheedy, TC, Tom Cruise, mm. Uncle John, John Hughes, Mayor, Mayor Winningham. Rob, Rob Lowe, Demi, Demi Moore, Leah, Leah Thomas, Brooke, Brooke Shields. Who's Marl? Mar was her name. Mar, okay. Who's she supposed to be? Mar Winningham. Huh? It would be, see, that would would be something that'd be like, oh, that's a cool little cherry on top of this other great little piece of meta. I thought it was cool because when I was watching the movie, I was like, oh, I remember these names because they're names of other people in the 80s. And then I read that trivia and I was like, huh. (laughs) Huh. TC's a stretch. I don't think anybody could have put those two together. Yeah, I didn't get that one. Yeah. Oh, uh, you you just you figured just it, it out? out? Holy shit, the genius. <laughs> Tom Cruise, guys. Hey wow. guys. Stands for Tom Cruise. There's a there's a sense that, you know, the second Matrix movie put a stink on the first one. Do you feel like this one puts a stink on the original? No. I don't think so either. I feel no. like they're, they're two, different two movies. Different yeah. yeah, I feel like I feel like two and three are gonna be really closely related based on the covers. Yeah. Yeah, I have a feeling they're both going to suck. Yeah. Here's another thing that's pretty funny. Allie, the character that gets shoved into the toilet yeah. uh, with the leeches all over her face. Mm-hmm. Her picture on IMDb is a picture of her with the leeches on the <laughs> face from this movie. Well, there you wow. go. <laughs> <laughs> like, she couldn't possibly have a better picture. Pretty funny. The leech photo is pretty good. I mean, I yeah, it's know. pretty cool. I'm, trying to i i you know it's funny on this in this movie like i was really disappointed watching the original sleepaway camp as it was unfolding but that was part of the masterful design i i started hating this movie pretty early on especially when they when they fell victim to the oh let's just show tits uh trope and i was like okay are they setting me up so that I have the same ride that I had last time and they, they, there's an ingenious thing that kind of gets me. Or is this just going to be a chore? 
It's a chore. And it's a chore. I'm so disappointed. You know what's crazy? What else is crazy about this movie? So on IMDb, this movie has a 5.8. What do you think the original Sleepaway Camp has on uh, IMDb? See, that kind of question ma- makes me like like the the cynicism, the cynic in me comes out and makes me think that uh-huh. most people would give the the original like a six, six being completely four. stupid. Yeah. It's a 6.3. Isn't that crazy to think, though, that that someone watched the original and then watched this movie and they were like, yeah, Yeah, not that different. It's about 20%. Yeah, 20% 20 of a point difference. That's crazy. I would think that. Well, they probably didn't watch both. Yeah, or they they or watched stupid. the original with bad, you know, somebody there spoiling it for so them the whole time. I was talking to a guy today that we bring up, we brought up for, before about the uh, Paris, Texas movie. Yeah, Harry Did, Dean Stanton. Yeah, I remember. Well, not him, but I was talking to that kid about that movie. He's like, yeah, that was my, that was favorite, my favorite movie. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking to him today, and he's like, oh... You got Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 right there. And I'm like, yeah, we're doing all the Sleepaway. Wait, was he over too? Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we're doing all the Sleepaway Camps. And he said, yeah, man, is the first one good? And I'm like, yeah, first one's great. And he's like, cool, yeah, I've only seen 2 and 3. Ooh. Whoa, for real? (laughs) That's a weird combo. Yeah. I don't Uh, know how I feel about that. I don't know why you would only (laughs) see 2 and 3. Yeah. It's fascinating. <laughs> yeah, that totally ruins watching the first it one could, too. Yeah. Quite possibly. Yeah. I mean, if you remember, I guess if no, you, it one hundred percent does. Multiple points during yeah. the second movie, they say Angela, who wasn't really a girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think anything can ruin that shot, though. No, no. <laughs> God, you, just did the, you did the face. <laughs> uh, yeah, the second one seems so um, immature. I mean, you know, like the second one doesn't, uh, it doesn't have that great craft that, uh, the original has in the, yeah. in the final moments. And like, it seems like some weird, like f- fuck, like this weird version that they wanted to do in the end of this one. Oh, oh, oh yeah. she doesn't get away. It's like, uh, yeah, it's so weak. That's so, uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The end of this movie is so Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Um, I did like personally. Uh, I really liked the tongue getting cut off. I thought that was uh, sweet. That was pretty cool. I yeah. thought the the drowning in the toilet was cool. Um, I liked the um decapitation was pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, I wish. I, I really did like that scene a lot between the, the Leatherface, the Jason, and the Freddy. Yeah. Um, I wish that that would have gone on a little bit longer, but it was still, it was fun. Like, the joke got, was made, and I was fine with it being done. The only thing that I really wish about this movie that would have brought it from a, a spoiler alert from a 9 to a 10 for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is uh, if the two boys the peeping tom boys yeah. which is so creepy like yeah. let's get real those are the two creepiest people in this entire movie yeah and by today's yeah. standards i think that back then like especially in film there's the weird innocence to it like porky's yeah, yeah. yeah. has that has a whole plot around that yeah and uh, we kind of look at it in i mean the cover of porky's is, yeah, yeah. the same yeah. so there was a weird sort of tolerance or a blind peeping. spot blind yeah. spot for peeping tom. 
yeah even it's, uh even back to the future like yeah the, the dad is you know peeping tom yeah you know? but, anyway, yeah, you but go ahead. i wish that they would have uh because there's a part, part when they're dead and the other counts camp counselor uh demi she comes and turns them around and it's just like a cigar was like put out on their neck. It's pretty lame. I was like, why wouldn't their eyeballs be carved out? Like that's an obvious choice here. (laughs) Yeah, sure. I mean, it it goes toward the eye and they're peeping. Yeah. Yeah, I see the parallel. Yeah, for sure. Come on. Yeah. There feels like, uh, and see, it's interesting that you describe. Wake like, up. Uh, it was cool when they ripped out the tongue. It was cool when they chopped off the head. You know, the thing about the original is the way they film it is those things aren't cool. Like, it's kind of lame. The uh, way- they're pretty cool. Rewind the tape. I said it last week. They're pretty cool. The uh, the, the B scene, the... Cool. <laughs> I thought it was, I think it's a, a misstep, uh, the way that, the, but it's purposeful. And this one, it's like, a, it's like a slasher movie where it's like, the, these are the cool moments is the death scenes. Yeah. And, uh, with that, where it loses the meta quality of the original. Um, so. Let's just then. What's that? Pistons won their home opener. Oh shit. You guys. Wow. Game on. Okay, Eminem over. was there. Yeah, wow. <laughs> he was popping off. Wow. He's going wild about yeah, something. I think the third one's going to suck, man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's probably going to suck, but it'll probably be I don't I don't know. I mean, unlike you guys, I don't I like horror movies and I like slasher movies. And there's something yeah. endearing about a shitty slasher movie. Like that's yeah. such like a time capsule. Like there aren't really slasher <laughs> movies anymore. <clears throat> yeah. There just aren't really slasher movies anymore. Like, there's m- more, like, ghosty movies now. Yeah. Or, like, historical ghosty movies now. <laughs> yeah. There's just not really slasher movies anymore. And, like, those are fun and they're cool. It's, like, it's such, like, a, a specific time is the slasher movie. And it's fun to watch how those... Because uh, you can see just, like, the way that ideas change in slasher movies it's so fascinating well i mean as as i guess as a piece of something to put in the smithsonian i'm okay with you know cataloging it there but as a slasher movie it's still i mean compared to the great to compare to other slasher movies it feels like it's just uh heavily um lacking In in particular most slasher movies follow the characters who survive not to say that every movie deserves a survivor. Um, <laughs> excuse me. Uh, but in this one, we're following the the slasher, and I don't find it very yeah. compelling. Um, they, <laughs> they need to make you doubt who the killer is. They don't do it. That's why it sucks. Or by the time the end of the second act or into the third, it's gone so insane yeah. that we can't help but take it on for its, its anal- for its, for its uh, the metaphor that it's going yeah. for. I get what you guys are saying. I just think you're looking for way too much. I went into this movie expecting it to be a complete pile of shit. And maybe we should. And it too. wasn't a complete pile of shit. It was totally like middle of the road for the time yeah. that this movie came uh, out and that particular genre. Do you know how many fucking slasher movies there are and 
almost all of them are awful. Like, there's a reason why probably the only ones that y'all have seen are like Scream and Psycho and Halloween. You know what I mean? Or Jason, you know? But there's like a ton of fucking other ones that are just absolute dog shit. I mean, like this one has a coherent plot. (laughs) You know, it has... There are clear relationships that are occurring. The relationships are moving as the plot of the movie is moving. Mm -hmm. She really isn't wavering from what she defines as the killer. You know what I mean? Like, she's consistently killing people that are not righteous, so to speak. Right. Like, it... It ha- it's maybe not interesting because we're used to more flashy things or more interesting things, you know what I mean? But like, you know, it has all of the components of a movie that is better than a lot of the other things that are out there. I wonder if, uh, if the missed opportunity here was you can't relive the first one, yeah. but if it was... If they lean, like one of the things that Scream, Scream the original was terrific, um, but Scream 2 was, had its own thing because the characters were, now the movie was about sequels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if it would be interesting if the, whereas the original film ends up, you know, playing with you as a, as somebody who's, who's deep in the tropes of, of slasher movies is if they had played with us. Uh, deep in the tropes as if it was you know tropping out the sequels yeah 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 sequels of slasher movies um yeah like they need to not make it about angela or it make you think it's about angela and then have it not be about angela or make you think it's not about angela and then have yeah it but that's angela. what see you guys are talking about or well bezo you're talking about how good scream is that's one of the things that i don't like about scream it's like they're 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 too on the nose with being meta scream is like oh you're you're too stupid to understand that we're trying to be meta so we're gonna have a character that's literally pointing out what you should be picking up on. Right. That's stupid. And it's like, that's if you remove him from the equation and you just watch the movie, it's pretty standard slasher movie. Like there's not really anything that inventive going on with it, except for the car garage scene Uh, or the like cat door garage scene. Uh, well, I, I don't want to get too in the weeds on that, but um, I, but like, but the sequel wasn't. It was also, it was also cognizant of being a sequel. Yeah, you know, and it also wasn't good. I don't like those movies. Okay, I'm. I don't like them. Okay, I think they're dumb. <laughs> okay (laughs) they're like to me like that that is like the worst period of time for slasher movies Mm. the like i know what you did did last last summer summer, and there's like another stupid one that uh, urban legend yeah all the ones that came out in the 90s 90s. fucking suck like Mm. they're so bad it's just like someone is so clearly trying to like breathe life into that genre and just like really fucking running it into the ground. Like those are bad movies. I see. This is a bad movie, but at least it's campy and it's not trying to be more than that. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. it understands that it's not going to be a good movie. And so it just 
stays in that zone it's not like trying to break free of that see i feel like with the you know with the the commentary of her going after pornography and uh promiscuity and so forth i think there is intentional political allegory that they're trying to that they wanted to introduce into it um and uh and also the um uh the fact that they bring in the the other you know pop icons of horror into the film. I think that's another effort on their part to say, Hey, look, we're, there's a sophistication here, but the sophistication is hiding and how bad we're making this. You remember the first one where that's how it was? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't, I just don't see it that way. I just think it was a shitty movie and they were like, Oh, you know, it would be funny because there are a lot of shitty jokes that are made in the movie up until that scene. Mm -hmm. And I think that, that someone was like, Oh, you know, it would be really funny because there wasn't a Freddy versus Jason at that point in time. Yeah. And it was like, people want that. that What if we do that? You know what I mean? In some way. Yeah. 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 I don't know. We don't have to pay for copyright, but that's yeah. Yeah. Apparently (laughs) I'm assuming I'm assuming they didn't pay for the right to use those. No, 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 no. Obviously not. Obviously not. Damn. So. I mean, um, what if they did, though? That'd be cool. That's where all the budget went to. What did he (laughs) think about the movie? What did he say about number two? He's like, it's okay, man. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel about it. I mean. It's okay. I don't think that it's absolute dog shit. Yeah. I just don't want that to be the the portrait the that's being painted, paint, painted, <laughs> painted for <laughs> listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is disappointing coming off such a strong movie, though. You had to expect that, though. Well, yeah. like, when is a sequel not disappointing, with the exception of Terminator Two <laughs> and uh, Star Wars and, and Babe? No, uh, <laughs> shut up, Ezo. <laughs> uh, Planet of the Apes Two. No. Uh, Even that was disappointing compared to the original. Yeah. I mean, it did. Now, it did do what this movie did not do, which was expand on the universe and go deeper into the whole craziness of it all. Yeah, because it's a good sci-fi movie. Can't say the same thing for fucking Blade Runner 2. Suck my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you, Blade Runner. Yeah, Blade Runner. You fuck. I'm sorry to that lady I put on blast when we did that episode, but I'm not that the, sorry. I the, the guarantee the president of the Harrison Ford fan club yeah, of Austin. Dude, yeah. I guarantee that woman is annoying to whoever she's forced in a room with. That's probably true. For sure. That's probably definitely yeah. true. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's it's. I don't know. It's always disappointing. Angela didn't really look like Angela. It wasn't Angela. Yeah, unfortunately. She, I guess the girl that played Angela auditioned for this movie, um, but she was also going, like, about to start college, and then they were like, well, there's someone else that we liked reading for, and then she was just like, okay, well, I don't care that much, and then just uh, <laughs> see that bowed could, out. See, that could have been something that they milked, you know, like... You know, making it a point because in sequels you can't always get the people that you had before and say, mm-hmm. you know, make a point about how different she looks. That's what I know? I thought this one was going to be like Angela 
met someone in like the psych ward or something and then this was like her protege yeah I like you know what i mean I like, like someone that, that got out yeah. but that's also like a really modern overused yeah, it's like twisty, trope twi- yeah for that, shit yeah. You and know? that's why it needed to be uh it needed to be self-aware that it was a sequel i don't think so see that's what i mean exactly what i just explained while on paper maybe sounds like a more interesting (laughs) movie that's like so a period of this time you know what i mean that's such like a modern mask for a movie that it can't just be what it is it has to have some fucking loop-de-loop well the the original managed to to find uh that beat for real yeah yeah but yeah uh, the original is a a total enigma and mystery how that became yeah Yeah. because i don't even think i was too sleepy last time i didn't really get to talk about it but i don't think that the original was made with the idea that it was going to be a 10 like i think that it was a series of missteps that just somehow magically all melded together perfectly because when you read like the stuff about how that movie was made there it's like this thing got fucked up so we had to do this instead mm-hmm. and then like oh and then this thing happened and so we we did the next best thing that we could and somehow magically it just all works and melds together to form a beautiful disaster yeah I still have to. I still have to look at the final product as it is and see the design. That it's not like it's like when we talked about the flashback sequence where she sees her dad with the other guy in the bed and how that camera's panning around. It's not a real space, and uh, they're clearly trying to say that there's you know we're addressing you know um, a non uh, non normative sexuality. Uh, and making a point about that so there it's not all just we have we have the last shot how are we gonna that's all we need no to no there. yeah that's not what i'm trying to say but i i mean i think that in the last episode there was a lot of praise given for like a lot of things being misdirects and i don't think that they were misdirects that's i a, think that it was valid. just shitty stuff that happened that they put together and because it's so it's so weird and everything is so obtuse like we can't comprehend that the film would be made without of clear direction of what's happening and there is a clear direction of like what the ending is but like the means of getting there are all so bizarre that you can only look back on it and just be like, wait a minute. Like I just have to reassess everything that just happened. It's like a car accident. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you are overplaying it over and over and over again. Like where did I go wrong? If I would have not slammed on my brakes, I wouldn't have hit the ice or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, that, that's fair. Um, I, it's one of the, that is part of the genius of that movie. And we talked about the, how the, uh, any misstep can be viewed from a different angle as design yeah. due to, uh, uh, due to the, the, the craft at the end. Uh, I wish we could say the same about this one, but, uh, it's not there. No, it's not there. I just can't even talk about this movie. It's just boring. Some of, the, some of the kills are okay, I guess. <laughs> Takes a lot out of you to do that. I, I choked. How's a, lady, how's a lady fit inside of a toilet? 
<laughs> you never looked at Saw House before. <laughs> Do they go that deep? Yeah, dude. Yeah, how really? the hell they go that yeah, deep, dude? Pretty, yeah, they, they, it's a damn pond they? underneath that. It's Are a pond of shit. Yeah, but it wouldn't be. <laughs> I mean, usually they're so deep, but where it drops off is also deep. So it's not like it's like, you know, three inches down that can be drowning, you know. How deep is it? I've seen How 30 deep. How deep is it? I've seen like 20, 30 feet. <laughs> Wait, 20, 30 feet? I have seen, I've seen outhouses that go that far down, yeah. You know Bezo, dude. He was a wild boy. He was living out in the, the desert old Camp Waco, <laughs> oh. crawling around underneath porta potty outhouse but, but that's that's the thing like if you try to put the you know how did this happen on this movie uh, of course none of it can fucking happen like logic it's not okay a, a lady can slice off a tongue if she wants to be so okay uh yeah, but she can't like <laughs> hang somebody up by her you know like she does like multiple people and they're and like you know it, it's clearly absurd in its violence but but a lot of 80s slasher movies are that way okay so, Bezo, look i just listened to a podcast about a woman that held off a man that was stabbing her and then she stabbed him and killed him and here's the thing okay this lady she was a dog trainer and by a trainer <laughs> i mean she handled dogs okay and here's the thing Bezo. they said she had the body of a swimmer she had broad so- shoulders that she could lift yeah. up some weights and you know maybe that's what angela was doing Angela looks like a mouse, oh, okay. dude. <laughs> Angela had the, the body of a bridge, <laughs> not a trunk. Uh... You Angela know, that would have been a great opportunity for you guys to <laughs> quote the first movie. Oh, I remember that quote. Yeah. And Angela. Carpenter's she has lover. Because she flies <laughs> a board and needs to be to nailed. Screw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, gee, guys. Well, know, there's not a whole lot. I, I feel like we're running out of steam uh, on this. I, thing, I was, you know? like yeah, I was so much of, about that it, movie right? ran all my steam. Yeah, watching that ran all my steam out of myself. I was full steam ahead, and then I started watching <laughs> that, and then I was out of steam. Whoa! On a on a tangent, just to get it out there. Um, with to all, get it out there. Yeah, with we, you know, we come on. It's fair game. With all just the, get it out. Just with all put of it the, out there, uh, would you? Come on. With all of the, come on, bud. With all of the Harvey Weinstein no thing blowing up. Oh boy. Oh, yeah, just get it out there. <laughs> with all the Harvey Weinstein stuff blowing up, um, I I have always been a bit uncomfortable with uh, you too. Unnecessary, <laughs> unnecessary nudity in movies, like like clearly like this is not necessary it's doing it just for salacious points and it's almost and it's kind of weird like when you look like if you look into the audience of uh, Oscar attendees you know and you know all of the actors and actresses who are doing this professionally as a living and all of the actresses you could be like she was topless in that movie she was topless in that movie she had a full sex scene in that movie and you can just kind of point them out they all have it and it's always kind of like I've never been I, I, I was never like that like movies that earn it like it's it's necessary it's part of the story i'm i get that but i feel like that has gone on unchecked for a long time and i'm wondering if in the fallout of of all of this stuff that we might see pushback where i mean i remember the last time in a movie like recently that i've like gone to the theater that i've seen like a 
like a, oh look Angela's topless and then like it'll shoot to her and she's like yeah like I don't remember the last time I've seen something like that I think all the nudity I've seen has either been like uh like there was nu- unnecessary sexy. there was do you think the nudity was necessary in Blade Runner I don't remember nudity I remember a 60 foot tall nude hologram talking to that guy yeah yeah i yeah i don't even remember it being her being nude yeah yeah i i just ignore nudity I what think. about mother well see i felt like that was earned because it's there because it's, brief- it's already a sexist movie I this never is the door you. that you're opening by saying something like that i'm mean, just want to put that out there no i don't think the the nudity in that first Wait, off, why was that earned it's earned because I mean, it felt it definitely felt creepy at the beginning like it it felt felt like uh it felt creepy from whoever was shooting it like I, at the beginning when she's all like walking around and everything i'm like wait a second i didn't i missed the first like couple of minutes of the movie because i got in late she's was there, wearing a see-through like cotton uh nightgown yeah but it's completely see-through and it's shot all uh, with light. her walking like into light, light so yeah. you're just like seeing i may stand corrected because the only nudity i saw in the movie was when she's getting the shit kicked out of her at the end that really violent kind there's of also thing. a bunch of scenes where you see like through her shirt and stuff too yeah. that's gratuitous to me uh i don't recall those shots to be fair like he doesn't recall that and yeah i do recall the the, in the violent moment where they where it was brief but i i attributed that to the violence and they were it was no i I got spoiled from the beginning nudity i was like i was like oh this this kind of feels like like i'm sure jennifer lawrence wanted to do it or whatever i don't know but it just felt kind of like andronowski or whatever it's just kind of weird yeah i was just like i was like okay like this is happening like yeah so i mean but that happens it's it's gone it's been such a thing for so long that i wonder if this could be a turning point where we start to see less of that i mean i i don't know i mean in that case well in the mother case i guess like she's beat up nude which neglifies it for some reason well, the, I, the the well in that particular sequence, uh, the filmmaker in the movie is trying to say this this is violence and this is bad and uh. that's part of it that that the brief nudity there. Uh, but again, I didn't see the opening okay. shots and I don't know how salacious or gratuitous that was. And perhaps you're totally right that that's unnecessary. I mean, it's not unnecessary. You're just watching it and you're like, oh, it's a pretty shot, like. I think it's unnecessary considering that the rest of the movie is so insanely sexist. Yeah. I mean, it puts you in that vibe a little, but whatever. Uh, I don't know. I'm trying to think of other films that I've seen nudity in recently. that are like newer. I think there's a movie that's coming out uh, soon that I recommended as a movie that I saw in fa- uh, during Fantastic Fest that has n- full frontal nudity in it. Mm-hmm. Um killing of a sacred deer mm-hmm. and the nudity in it is not gratuitous it's anti-gratuitous mm-hmm. it's fully purposeful for uh the sake of how weird these people are 
Okay, and and that's I I'm under I I'm on board with that. But then I think about some shit like Game of Thrones, where yeah, every single show. well, I mean, it's yeah. a huge show, and a lot of actresses are getting their break for being on that show. But there's not a single actress in that whole show. I mean, I've only seen the first three seasons. There's not a single actress who's on that show who has a prominent role who doesn't have to do a nude scene. Yeah, I just I'm. It's just uncomfortable. I never, I never liked it. And yeah. like, if like earn it or be porn, you know, just yeah. admit what you're doing here, but don't tell these professional actress actresses that they have to do this and that yeah. no actress is going to make it unless she looks good naked on, on the camera. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I, it's, I know like uh, the bigger allegations of actual sexual uh, assault is much more important than the fact that the movies might be cleaned up a little bit. Yeah. And, and, and be, I just, to, to me, it's like, it's so let's say that there's less nude scenes that doesn't negate the fact that women are poorly treated or have shitty roles in in movies they're like hardly any movie passes the Bechdel test or alternative alternatively the uh, whatever Moria Akai test or whatever the What's chick from one? Pacific Rim which is a female character that literally doesn't say anything the entire movie okay there there I mean there's like a bunch of different versions of the Bechdel test but there's like no fucking movies past the Bechdel test so like isn't that more of an issue than just like gratuitous nudity nudity I mean like if people are sexualizing people for being on screen and being nude that's to me that falls more on the person rather than the people that are actually making the films not writing legitimate parts for people of color or uh women you know what i mean like not all not every single role in a movie that actually has substance has to be played by a man i know i i the reason i'm feeling like we i know we personally like between me and you where there's a disconnect between what constitutes this is uh uh, uh, an, uh an a misogynistic movie and this isn't um, because I have I, I have a different perspective on what constitutes that. So I have a hard time connecting to that particular thing. But when I see, like, violence in movies, I know it's fake. They got blood. Uh, they, you know, kudos to the CGI team for making that look like, you know, crazy movie violence. But nudity doesn't have that benefit. Okay, like, here here's a scene that is the epitome of gratuitous nudity. In Wolf of Wall Street, Margot Robbie has a bathtub scene. Why Why does that scene need to exist? That is, that among all of the other celebrity cameos, like fucking Selena Gomez explaining how stock trading works or equity on homes or whatever. Oh, you're talking the, about Wolf of Wall Street. You're talking yeah, about the, other the big one. short. Sorry, yeah. But uh, all the shit in that movie, all of those scenes are so... The scene with Selena Gomez is clearly undermining women that have any actual intellectualism, any any intelligence whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And then the scene with Margot Robbie is like the first scene that you get of that that's mm-hmm. just supposed to like the movie's so fucking boring they have to put that in there so you're like oh shit there's a tits on the screen so I'm awake again and like you don't even see anything she's in a bubble bath but that's clearly what they're trying to sell there yeah that is shitty (laughs) 
Like, what's uh, who's another woman in that movie that that exists at all? There's the strippers, right? And then what? Yeah, I I have a lot of misgivings about that movie, and I was surprised that it did as well. I hate I hate that movie. It's absolutely terrible. But I mean, like that is a movie that is insanely sexist and if you want to talk even though it's technically not nudity with margot robbie in particular Mm -hmm. that has gratuitous nudity that scene is gratuitous uh i i i'm not gonna disagree i'll disagree like 20 percent, but not i i'm i get it i'm not gonna say that that's not I would have preferred better filmmaking that would not require a silly fourth wall break in the first place. Yeah. Um, But they are drawing attention to the idea that we're boring as fuck. We need something else to spice this up to get your attention. It's to sell you this uh, shit. So it's an extreme version of that. I'm not going to rationalize it all the way. But how come it's okay that it's that and not some other thing that would be less boring? What if it was someone on a roller coaster that was explaining it or can like can you think of no other situation that would be as attention grabbing than a naked hot chick in a bathtub um i i think that that of course i i mean you do you mean to, to switch it on to imagine the rock naked in the bathtub it would be just as uh attention grabbing if you will um, but, uh, th- they use, like, I don't want to excuse it. I think it's shitty. Okay. But I, I, I have a, I feel like they're cognizant of how, of what they're doing in that moment. And that's the difference between what, uh, where I get off kilter on, on a lot of this is that to me, the most misogynistic movies are movies that don't even know they're doing it. And that's what I have a problem with. They, they seem completely unaware of what they're doing. So if I'm aware that I'm being sexist, it's excusable. And if you're using that as a storytelling tool and not and, and, and being uh, and, and it's and it's uh, uh, it's making a, a point and it's and it's um, it's not condoned, then yes, I can see that in, uh, using it as a storytelling tool. But I, th- I think you could use that. You could use uh, Miss Andrea's the same way. So, um, like I said, that, that's just a difference between us on this one. And, and I know I, I, that, that difference may be a distinction without a difference or whatever. Um, but, uh, but anyway, that I'm, I'm happy to see that. I'm, I'm wondering if this ends up being a, a turning point in a lot of this. It might be. This movie, incidentally... Uh, only brings that up further because I feel like there, there's this moment where they could potentially have acknowledged that, but they were unable to, or they didn't realize what they were doing, and so it ends up being falling prey to the same common tropes of just, you know, horror movies have tits, so let's put them in there. Yeah. So I mean, it does that. Yeah. <laughs> but like every movie in the '80s does that. I mean, I think it was just way more prevalent then probably than it is now. I think. Yeah. It's like pointless nudity. Mm-hmm. Also goes hand in hand with the genre. Yeah, that's true. It also, yeah, feeds into itself and makes it worse, I guess. But see, like in the case of like uh, Friday the 13th, it's pl- it's sort of plot driven because the character has been killed because the camp counselors were engaged in promiscuity. Or engaged in sex. So yeah. that's a tool to get that back. Well, what the about thing. the second one? 
Uh, I don't remember the second one. There's a lot of tits in it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is at least it was plot. Well, I, I, I don't I don't want to defend it all the way. I'm just making a point at the very yeah, least. But you can tried. make the same comparison to this movie versus the first one. It's the point that I'm trying to make. If they were aware that they were going meta with the whole thing, I think that maybe you could excuse it, but they're not. They're just falling victim to the same what thing about of wanting to make it on have titties. Woke statement. Tits aren't nudity. How about that? <laughs> yeah, free the nipple. Oh, shit. Well, now, now everything's put on its head. Well, that's what I was saying before. I mean, the fact that you sexualize something doesn't necessarily mean that it's gratuitous or not. It just yeah. means that you're applying a sexual attachment to it. That is true. And I don't mean you personally. I mean you. I think you. The, the, people. Yeah, I think the overarching you, mean, you, you can people? fall under the uh, filmmaker too. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I mean, uh, the, a film is coming from the perspective of the person that is filming it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm pissed now. <laughs> yeah, I hate that now. Yeah. I'm what? So mad now. <laughs> so angry now. I can't even deal with it. <sighs> All right. Well. That wraps up this episode of the Gary Town Massacre. Massacre, yeah. So weird, yeah. I got sick though. I think I don't feel good. Yeah. How? Why did you eat too much candy? I think I might have eaten too much candy and taco. Now I'm too. Now I feel dizzy and sick. It's pretty hot in here, also. Yeah. Uh, so next week we will endure uh, a sequel to a sequel. We'll give Sleepaway Camp Three a chance to know. win us over. Uh, bear in mind that might be a short episode. <laughs> We're not going to try to milk it for an hour's worth of content. Yeah, maybe we'll get a guest for the next one <laughs> just to pick it up. Yeah, and uh, maybe uh, maybe it's one of these things where like the the they figured out what went wrong with the sequel, and maybe they. Get some, um, uh, you know, some inspiration from that, and uh, and come up with a new uh, exciting script for us to watch. Uh, but uh, I think uh, none of us are going to be holding our breaths. I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I mean, I'm excited to watch it. But jeez, hopefully it's not as much as slog as this one was. Do we have any plugs that we'd like to get out the get out the on the airwaves? No. Don, uh, Ethan's got nothing Donna no. I don't have anything to plug on this show I don't got nothing to plug on this one I'll plug on the next no one no plugs the next, all the all the gathered up plugs <laughs> you got anything to plug listen to my show if you want to hear my plugs oh what now you got a plug <laughs> no you can <laughs> so then why did you figure out plug? my own show if you want to hear my plugs you just plugged it's not plugging I didn't yes, say the is. name of it <laughs> that's a plug Listen to Donna's show, uh, Mountain Dude versus the Reader, <laughs> another podcast on this network, the Body Tape International Hell Network. Yeah. There's about, I don't know, 50, 60 other podcasts you guys have. 70 to 90 yeah. different shows. Yeah. Uh, Stay and- tuned for Fishcast. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what it's called? I don't know. It's either going to be called Fishcast or Fish Tank. <laughs> Fish tank is better. I like fish tank better than fish cast. Although fish cast just sounds like some. All you're hearing is the AM, AM, ASMR yeah. of some guy casting a a thing on the on the, some quiet lake. Yeah. Wait, let me see if I can do it. <laughs> and that's your preview of fish cast. <laughs>
Fishcast is pretty All AMSRE, right. uh, by the way, <laughs> just so you know. There's a lot of sound effects. There we go. All right, uh, everybody, thank you for listening. Wait, and, do you have uh, any plugs? Nah, I'm, nah, I'm good. Wait, thank you, you for listening. <laughs> thank you for listening. We'll Anywhere. catch you guys on the next episode. Bye. Bye.